Hello and welcome. In the esports scene. Just a little out of time. Yeah. Just, just just a smidge. I know, but I like that song. You did a good job commissioning it. <laughs> yeah, it's alright. It's alright. Just alright? Yes. All I right. mean I like it. I guess it's it's like I mean, it's not going to win any, like, music awards. Well, no. You know how hard it is to win music awards? That's a crazy high bar to set here, man. It didn't win any music awards. Therefore, it is just fine. It cannot be good. <laughs> like, I don't even think it got a, a release, like a record release at all. Um, no, but you know how many songs are created every day in the world? At, do you know the how... <laughs> 1.3 million. Do you know how unimportant that makes any in particular song? That's what I'm saying. So for you to be like, a song can't be good unless it wins awards is like, well then, like 99.9999% of every song that's ever been made is just eh. That's Which, kind of true though. Okay, so that's your point. Fair enough then. I can roll with that. Look, I like it. I that's why we use it. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I know, obviously. You don't hate it. I don't know anyway. what more you want me from that. No, that's it. You can, you can have uh, neutral feelings about our song. It's okay. <laughs> I said I liked it. That's not neutral. <laughs> don't know what neutral means to you. No, I don't either. So let's talk Indomitus Box. Okay. Yep. So I've been following your saga on Twitter. Uh-huh. That's eight, at AT Samacron. You should follow him, if just for all the pain he's going through about this box. Mm-hmm. It's true. So I remember, what was this, four days ago now? Four, what day was that? Six days ago, you got a dispatched thing. Yeah. So, is that dispatching uh, from the United States? Where's that coming from? Potentially the United Kingdom. Ah, basically the same thing. Actually, the U.S. is closer, right? Mm, Depending on yeah. where it is in the U.S., probably. Probably. Anyway, whatever. It's a long way away. Y yes. Is it coming by boat? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I think based <laughs> on the fact that it's been a week, it's not coming by plane. Right? Possible. It could be it could be here already and just taking forever in customs, who knows? Oh, that's forgot about customs. Stupid international shipping is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So at this point I mean you're completely in the dark, right? You don't you don't know. You don't know when this is gonna happen. Oh yeah, but at the same time, I've been in the dark for a while. Like I ordered this yeah. thing and it's like it's not gonna ship for hundred and twenty days. And then when it was like 10 days left, I sent them uh, to that point. I sent them an email being like, is everything on track? I've heard literally nothing about this for 110 days. Right. And they were like, yeah, it's all on track to ship to uh, by the end of the month. And then... Very normal, they said. Yeah. And then the month ended and I still didn't hear anything. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then three days go by, and yeah, that was six days ago when I got the email being like, it's dispatched, it's technically on the way. So All right. Well, I mean, that's yeah. progress. Yeah, yeah. That means it, it exists. They didn't forget to make one for me, because these were all made to order. Right. Yeah. That's good. Um, Although I did just see a news story the other day where a, a, a ship... Oh, a cruise ship. Uh, not a cruise ship, a cargo ship. Yeah. It lost 180... Um, containers or something when it went through a storm. Yeah, it was bad times. Yep, that was bad times. I mean, can you imagine if your package was on like in one of those boxes that's at the bottom of the sea now? Oh, I mean, that'd be the worst. <laughs> one. But I think it was. I think it was heading for the U.S. Though. I it, think you're right. it, it was heading for the U.S. It was leaving Japan, and cargo containers don't sink immediately because they have air in them, so they float a tiny little bit for a while just under the surface. You think like, they recovered anything? They just gave up. Uh, I don't know about recovery efforts. Uh, all I know is that they don't sink immediately, and so other ships have to avoid the area because they could just run into them. Hmm. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Makes sense. I mean, they'd have to... Man, that's probably one heck of a littering fine if you just let 25 cargo <laughs> containers just sit there in the ocean, right? Right. I did see somewhere on Reddit that they broke down most of what the stuff that was in them like rough things it was like it was like 180 containers were lost 
75 of them contained dangerous goods, including fireworks, ethanols, and, like, laptop batteries. Oh, right. that's extra bad for the sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all that fun stuff. So, yeah. it's all somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Bad times. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you probably have some kind of a plan for that if you're constantly shipping stuff across the ocean all the time, right? You'd want to hope so. Probably should have thought of this happening at some oh. point. Excuse me, 1,816 units were lost. Not 180, 1,800. Ooh. That's a lot more. Yeah. Okay, well, hope that all goes well. Hmm. <laughs> Fingers crossed. And, and hope your Indominus box shows up soon that you paid lots lots of Australian dollars for. Mm-hmm. I paid a lot of money for it. I paid half of it. The other half is actually for my brother. So, because it comes with two playable armies. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Um, so, I'm going to have the Space Marines, and he's going to be the Necrons. Um, Works for me. Yeah. Yeah. He's undead Egyptians. I'm typical fascists or something. Um, undead Egyptians is a race? It's essentially what they are, yeah. I, I didn't know. How, like... <laughs> This changes everything I understand <laughs> about Warhammer all of a sudden. The, I, I know they have magic, right? We've seen that. I've seen that. Sorry, you've seen everything. I've seen magic in the Warhammer universe. Yeah, magic it's exists. Not, it's not just Space Marines and Zerg. Right. right? It's, it's expensive. So, so do you want the quick rundown on what the Necrons are? Go ahead. Okay. So the Necrons were a race of people who lived around like a highly radioactive star and that... So their entire brief lives were just spent preparing their own bur- uh, like burial tombs, basically. Uh, so they they, didn't hmm? have a way to escape. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Eventually they did, but like they still had very short lives. Um, and eventually they f- found something which was later called a Catan, or Satan, depending on how you want to pronounce it, which basically is like a star god. <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. Uh, they eat stars, um, and sometimes each other. And anyway, they convinced the Necrons to undergo biotransference and turn themselves all into robots. Uh, at the minor cost of their free will. Um, so the robots are made out of, like, living metal, essentially, so they can regenerate very easily. Uh, but now you basically have hundreds and thousands and millions of killer robots living in their burial chamber pyramids... Um, that have hieroglyphics for writing. So, undead Egyptian robots. Yeah. All right. That is a lot to handle. That is a lot to process. Yes. I'm working on it. Yeah. That's the condensed version. Like, the... the... Do they look like mummies? No. Okay. <laughs> they don't look wrapped in any way. They look like metal. Because when you say undead Egyptian, I go with mummies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, fair. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you, I mean, what makes them look like Egyptian other than oh, they use hieroglyphics? They live in hieroglyphics. Uh, they live in hier- They use hieroglyphics. They live in yep. pyramid tombs. Yep. But like if they're um, just outside somewhere, how do you know what they, like, is there anything that marks them as Egyptian or they're just basically? Uh, the scarabs. <laughs> what are the scarabs? Uh, so they have, like, little robot drones that look like scarabs, basically. Oh. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess if I was somewhere and giant biological robots, not giant, just biological robots started trying to kill me with scarabs, I'd be like, that's weird. (laughs) I don't know if I'd assume they were Egyptian. But anyway, I mean, whatever. It's it's, it's they're, not, they're not Egypt. They're not literal Egyptians, right? They just have some similar themes that people call them undead Egyptians. They're not exactly Egyptians. They're like, inspired. Sure. They're inspired by Egyptians, ancient Egyptians, not current Egyptians. Those guys are boring. Yes. Nobody's inspired by current Egypt. Like I uh-huh. forget they exist a lot, to be honest. You forget Egypt exists. Kind of. Like I'm. I'm not kidding. Like the majority of my brain where Egypt is stored is like 95% ancient Egypt and maybe 5% current Egypt because what, mm. like what they have the Suez Canal like that's it that's all I know about Egypt man do you don't know about the Nile River or the pyramids of Giza 
Was it great but that's ancient. Like the pyramids but, are ancient. Right, the but they're all there now. But existed back then too. <laughs> right, but they're all there now. There's still things you can sure. see and do things to. It's <laughs> a good way to put it, but it's technically accurate. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Egypt's not usually just generally involved in world affairs, is all. I guess that's the big problem. What about the time when, like, six years ago, it snowed on the pyramids? Like, it's mm -hmm. it made world news, right? Like, yeah, but again, because it's the pyramids. I think if it just snows on like a house, a neighborhood in Egypt that's like modern, nobody would care. Mm. Maybe They're, I guess they did do Arab Spring, didn't they? I think Egypt mm -hmm. did that. I don't. I don't there was know like what that this, means. There was this movement back in 2011 called the Arab Spring, where people, a bunch of anti-government protests and uprisings in most most of the Arab world. Mm -hmm. um, and it started in Tunisia, spread to Libya, Egypt, Yemen, Syria, and Bahrain. And like some rulers were deposed, and it was a kind of a big deal ten years ago. Anyway, Egypt mm -hmm. wasn't okay. That's the last time I considered. Egypt, as a modern nation, was in 2011 when they were revolting against how things suck. So, mm. okay, that's it. Now you know. Arab Spring, you should look into it. Sure. <laughs> nah, that, I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't think there's anything else to learn about it, to be honest. Okay. That's... Yar. All right, let's go Akudama, Akudama Drive before we forget about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what happened I have again? a thing for you. Okay, you. Oh, the thing that I I <laughs> shouldn't have been the, my one like takeaway from the episode, but in the uh, intro, like the theme song, they yeah. changed her hair to be shorter. So they up they updated it in the theme song, like in the intro cinematic. See why not? No, I just I didn't it's expect it. It's extra work. Yeah. 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 Look how much wider her face is there. I know. I. I didn't believe you when we first talked about this, but the more I've been comparing, I'm like, you know what? I think they did change her face shape. But it's it's so annoying because if you've ever known anybody that's cut their hair that drastically, it does make them look very different. Oh, yeah, yeah. For so some... your initial reaction is like, okay, she looks really different, but that's because she has short hair now. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think her face is narrower when she's got that hair going. I don't know. Maybe a little wider. It's... Something's different here. It is hard to figure out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the end. Yep. Um, Lil Sis is my favorite character on the show now. She's fantastic. <laughs> She's pretty because... great. So hang on. Are you watching subbed or dubbed? I forget. Subtitled. Okay. So <laughs> when the courier picks her up, right? Uh huh. What does she call him? Shit guy? She's <laughs> yeah. like, shit guy. <laughs> Because they're constantly calling them shit. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's hilarious. She is absolutely my favorite character. She's like irrepressibly positive, even in the midst of all of this terrible stuff. And she's just stoked about things like tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Ah, it's mm -hmm. wonderful. Yeah. Good, yeah. It's a really, really good addition to the show to have someone who's just irrepressibly bubbly for no reason. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was enjoying all of that. I was more uh, focused on Cutthroat this episode and how Dude. awesomely psychopathic he has been. Like that is was that his bone he's dragging around, or is that a peg leg he affixed to the end of his stump? Um, because I can't tell. Uh, no, 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 the lighting's it's... not very good. So, okay, so he got his legs crushed, Doctor reattached them, and then he got shot in the legs again, or stabbed at the theme park uh, by the rocket, right? And yeah. so he's just been running around on, like, half-broken legs, but they're his legs. So that's Bone. He's dragging around behind him. No, 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 it's his leg. It's, like, it still has flesh. Okay, but... Did something else happen where he lost a part of his foot? Am I forgetting? It shows in this episode. He's, like, dragging this limb around, and it really just looks like a peg leg or something. There is no foot there, and it's substantially shorter than his other leg. So hmm. his foot is gone, as far as I can tell. I mean, maybe. <laughs> okay. Anywho, he's uh, real scary. Yeah. Um, He's a wonderful example of how the person who's like, I'm super obsessed with you, 
in, in a creepy, creepy way, eventually just wants to kill you. I uh-huh. think that's a, a pretty consistent reality in the life that we live. It's true. Yeah. There really was no getting around it. He wasn't just going to be harmless. I'm obsessed with you. I'm going to defend you for all time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wishful thinking that. Yeah. Um, so the the red halo thing with him. Uh-huh. That's just part of his psychosis. Well, you don't think there's any kind of deeper meaning like he's seeing something other people can't see, but it's real. With here's her? the thing. Here's the thing. It did literally lead him to her multiple times. So it's real. Yeah. Is that or he's just incredibly lucky or he's some kind of a psychic like he's got some kind of powers that way, right? Right. So whatever it is, it's real. Okay, I found a shot of like his foot. Okay. And it's a bloody mess, but it's like you think it's, it's a foot. It's a foot. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Like, the lighting's, like any shot that he's in, the lighting is always bad. Oh yeah, because it's way creepier. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, plus he's grayscale, which makes things harder too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a magic power. How is that grayscale? How did that happen with him? I don't know. Like, he's an albino. Like, I guess he's just an albino who wears white clothes, right? That's all it is. Right, right. I mean, it's very, it's, I, I assume, because here's the thing. They've established that some of these characters and what they do is basically magic. Um, oh, yeah. So I don't know whether or not it, his presence literally drains the color from things, except for the color red, and that's why he's so infatuated with it. Or if it's just, the, like, lighting direction being like, all right, we need to drain color from this scene because he's in it. <laughs> Right, and that's his right. like motif is that it's grayscale around him. I think it's just a visual theme. Yeah, yeah, it's just artistic choice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he dead. I was Probably, so mad probably. because she stabs him in the arm and then she cuts his arm off. Mm-hmm. And then he and grabs her with his one hand and is choking her, and then it shows her with both hands like struggling to get his hand off of her neck and i'm like did you drop your lightsaber <laughs> you had it it was right there you chopped off his arm what happened mm-hmm. i thought and, that, and then and then they cheated because then she had it and i was like right <laughs> yeah i mean i was sitting there going she stabbed him in the chest okay i mean that's good but why didn't you just cut the other arm off that's strangling you right yeah. just like a sing and if you, then you had it the whole time what are you doing mm-hmm yeah yeah. No, there's definitely a shot of her, like, both hands, like... Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, crap, she dropped the lightsaber. She's dead. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. it magically appeared, so that was good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. She's killing folk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we're supposed to believe that hacker guy is, like, watching what they're doing, because... Through the ball? Through the ball, opening the door, letting her into the lightsaber room. Probably. Yeah, okay. Just to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. It was so funny because when they're in the safe house and it's like, man, I wish Hacker was here. And the camera's like, look at the bag. And I was like, what, <laughs> what's going on? Did not pick up on it at all. Totally forgot about the little Hacker ball that he gave her. Right, right. Yeah. Hacker and then ball. later it comes spilling out when she trips and then the doors open suddenly magically. And it's like, oh, okay. All right. Mm, I see what you I was did thinking there. maybe she'd be able to use it. Like she could ask it to do stuff and it would. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I was thinking uh, back to when he was like, these balls can produce human vaporizing rays. And then she would just use that on Cutthroat. Like, yeah. haha, take my Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good too. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. So here's my question. Okay. The concept of Swindler. Okay. It's a known concept, right? Uh-huh. Prior to this story, the Akudama known as Swindler exists and is doing crazy stuff but no one's ever seen them. No. Or they have seen them. No. The concept of swindlers, plural, not specific, exist, right? Like, people think some people will swindle you, right? Like, it's a thing that they, that can happen. Um, okay. But the super S-ranked swindler, being specifically yeah. this girl, does not exist, right, prior to the events of this. But everybody assumes that they do because the rest of the group are just like, oh, you're a swindler. Cool. Like, you're the big S-ranked swindler, obviously. No. When? No. No. 
Well, then why are they like... What? I don't know. Hey, random scrub, why are you here? Right? Like, the rest of us are S-rank super powerful. They assume like, that this person... Why are you useful? They, they assume this person is an Akudama. That doesn't mean they necessarily know who they are. Or are aware of them. Right? Like, we're led to believe in the first episode that all the Akudama fighting each other as on their way to rescue Cutthroat recognize each other because they've made it this far that these people aren't in uniforms and are thus Akudama and not police or executioners. Um, and so if she's here and she's alive and she's giving a name for her role, okay, it's good enough. Like, okay. I mean, the other part of this is I don't think there's any way these particular S-rank Akudama have never crossed paths before. They're just they're wreaking too much havoc. They're doing too much mayhem. There's just, unless they're all very brand new to this line of work, I just don't see how they've never crossed paths once. Right? Japan's a big place. But they're not in Japan. They're in one city. One city that's like kind of walled off from everything else. No, they're on... They're, like Japan has been cut in half, and a third, like not a, maybe not a third, is taken out. They can, it's like a mega city. Maybe it covers the entirety of the island, but it's not one city. Hmm. Okay, so it's just a big place. Yeah, and given how densely the population is packed there, yeah, like I'd believe fair, it. Fair enough. Okay, so later in the episode when they're like, Swindler put this message out on the message boards, which again, mm -hmm. these universal message boards, I love that concept in TV shows. It's like, this is not a thing. It's her. It's her. They, like, the concept of this Swindler exists because she got her face put out there mm -hmm. as Swindler as part of this whole thing. Yes, with like the 200 million yen bounty super S rank. Please do not buy Takiyaki with your seal. Yeah, so they just yeah. assume that she is a swindler of some skill. Yeah. Okay. I mean, she's essentially proven that she's a swindler of some skill now. Kind of. She's she... affiliated with a group that did some stuff. <laughs> and right? throughout it, she swindled people into, uh, like, doing what she wanted. Bose. Repeatedly. I don't know. I still think the whole thing here is that she's going to turn into the swindler right right well i mean yeah she has like i don't think there's a going back for her in this society now no but i mean there's outcast and there's i'm actually performing the role you know what i mean right and i think the online message board that everyone can see you know the twitter of kensai is yeah. is her stepping into that role. She even has a line where she's like, I can get used to this. Yeah, that's true. Huh. All right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I thought too, another, the moment at the end where they showed up on the roof, but it was too late and the helicopter's going away. Yeah. I was like, dear courier, your bike has crazy grapple hooks. We've seen you do this before. <laughs> grapple the stupid helicopter. Nope. Too bad. No. They're already flying away. It's like, yeah, no, not on magic motorcycle can do things. No, it's at, it was out of range. I guess. <laughs> I guess you're right. Like, uh, 67 meters away. Dang it. Yep. Rough stuff. Uh, anyway. All right. So good. Good mm -hmm. stuff there. Mm -hmm. Still going to get... The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Boy, do I hate this episode. This might be the worst episode in the history of The Mandalorian. Yeah, you know what? I've heard very split arguments about this. So go ahead. You go first. Um, like you, you brought it up when we were streaming the other day, playing some StarCraft. Um, that the Stormtroopers can't hit the broadside of a barn, but then the Mandalorian shows up with his Beskar, and suddenly they can all hit him. When you described it, I thought it meant it was like, Oh, you know, there was a couple of stormtroopers and they missed some shots and then the Mandalorian shows up and then like they land a couple on him. They like land every shot with machine guns, <laughs> right? Like 
So stormtroopers, <laughs> let's say stormtroopers have shot a thousand blaster bolts in Mandalorian, right? Uh huh. Um, they in total, have only hit with like fifty of those, and all of those have hit Mando. At, and forty nine of them were in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was the I mean there was the scene the um, where they hijacked the spaceship though, right? Uh yeah yeah and, and he gets, like goes out to the corridor to throw the grenades at the guys and they right. are just nailing him. It's true yeah. So um, I'm saying it's yeah they basically are like we need to remind the audience that Beskar can stop blaster bolts, <laughs> but it just it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb how they do it. You can't show them missing everything. Mm-hmm. Stormtroopers can't hit anything except for Mando. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. I was okay. also annoyed that when the two... Well, when the first Stormtrooper ship lands, and there's like six guys that run out of it, and then we're shown four of them take get shots from, you know, assassin sniper lady, and then there are 16 of them setting up machine guns and artillery yeah. emplacements, and then more of them get shot, and then the Boba Fett is like fighting some with his stick, and then there are more, and then there are more, and then a second ship lands, and more show up. It's, how many are in one of these? Because it seems like there was infinite in the first, or as, mess, cl- in, as many as they needed. Car. Yeah. Clown car. Clown car. They yes. showed us some interior shots of these transports, and there's maybe enough room for like 20 stormtroopers in there. Mm-hmm. And it had to have been at least twice that that were out there. Yeah. We saw at least twice that many get killed by our heroes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes, I don't like, just make them bigger. I don't like, if you want to have 40 stormtroopers, just make the troop transport larger. This is not hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's CGI. You didn't actually have to build anything. Come on. <laughs> also, I would like to ask, why didn't the Imperial Star Destroyer cruiser thing blow up Boba Fett's ship as well? Right? Like, obviously it knows yeah. there are ships there. Why didn't it just shoot that one as well? Because if you kill Slave One, the Star Wars fans revolt. Yeah. And burn down your studio. Right. Um, That's pretty much it. When it showed up, I was like, okay, every Star Wars, every Boba Fett fan in the universe is like, <gasps> right. Pass out for a couple seconds. I also take issue with the fact that Boba Fett, like, they didn't destroy um, the Mando ship immediately. Like, they absolutely could have done that. There's no reason not to. Yeah. They just chose not to. Uh, Boba Fett goes in, has time to equip all his armor, and the fact that Mandalorian kept it equipped with a rocket, like he had a spare rocket for a rocket launcher he didn't have, because his own armor doesn't have rockets, and when Mando got Boba Fett's armor from the dude in the first episode, he had used all his rockets. He had no rockets. And now it has a rocket, conveniently. Yes. Uh, obviously they stopped at an army surplus store on the mm-hmm. way to this planet that sold rockets that, that for, yep, that's mm-hmm. it. Uh-huh, and Boba Fett's yeah. chain code has been in this armor, which he canonically has not had for at least, like, eight years. Um, it's still in there, fine, same with his dad's name, like, like, he hasn't had that armor, but nobody's wiped its memory or, you know, been like, no, 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 I've been the owner for 20 years. <laughs> right how how convenient was that, that there was just a way to prove that that's his armor to mando wow so glad that exists well, agreed well and also the mandalorian shows up on tatooine and is like hey i'm looking for mandalorians mm-hmm. and they're like oh yeah there's this guy who wears mandalorian armor out in this town it's like boba fett couldn't find this guy in five years <laughs> like, it's, it's true. the same planet you lost it just like ask around <laughs> Clearly, they're welcome. They're willing to help you out with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yes. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. Um, I then also hate typical bad guys doing bad guy things, where it's like deploy the dark troopers, and then four Iron Man replicas fire out of the ship, and then they fly down like Iron Man, and then they all land, unit like equidistant from each other. All know they have to pick up one Grogu, one baby Yoda, but they all take steps at the same time towards the center. It's like, how like in sync do you guys need to be <laughs> to do this all job? Like, like, why yeah. though? It's it's just it looks stupid. It looks like 
it just looks like it just looks bad, right? To see that these troopers land and then be like, "Oh yes, there's one child. We must all walk towards it." <laughs> I think they wanted us to be aware they were robots. Yeah, but all of the like servos and mechanicals and the existence of droids that are abundant everywhere in Star Wars lets us know that they're robots, <laughs> right? Like the fact that they're robots should not be special. Right, because robots are not special. No, it's not that they're special. It's just the concept of Dark Trooper has meant humans and robots in the past. Okay. So for Star Wars fans, you call them Dark Troopers. We're not quite sure what he mean, what Moff Gideon means by that. So I think that was just like, hey, these are robots. That's what we're dealing with here. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. I just felt like that was communication. but um, No, I, I thought that was stupid. It was weird. That's fair. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Instinct is a 90s boy band. It's truly yeah. Meraki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Thumbs down. Kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Fair enough. I, uh, I mean, man, Boba Fett does more in the 16 minutes he has on screen than he ever did in any other original trilogy, man. Sure. He stands around a lot. He kind of flies in his jetpack a couple times and then gets knocked into a Sarlacc pit by a blind man. <laughs> That's his con- contribution to the original trilogy, and here he's super cool, more or less. So yeah. All the Boba Fett fans are like, "I knew it! I knew he didn't just look cool. I knew he had to be awesome." <laughs> yes, congratulations, you guys win. Star Wars canon has finally uh, proven your theory correct that Boba Fett is an awesome warrior. Uh-huh. Additionally, it wasn't the greatest choreography. I just it always bothers me when you have an enemy that is shown to have guns and they're closing in the melee distance of somebody who is just wrecking everybody in melee distance. Uh-huh. At no point were the stormtroopers like, this guy is really good with this staff. We should stand back here and shoot him. No. Nope, right. <laughs> not a single time. Couple, I mean, there's even a couple shots where he's like whipping around and the stormtrooper like steps into range to get whacked. It's like, why are you doing that? Why are you trying to close into melee range with this guy? You have a gun. Uh huh. That's all. Yeah. It also, uh, they brought back something you see very rarely in Star Wars, which is the set your blasters to stun. Blasters have a stun function, so they don't yes. sh- always shoot a beam of red light. Uh, they use they it on sh- Leia, yeah. Yeah, they use it on Leia, but that seems to have a like a, a very big coronal effect, which would be much easier to hit closer targets. And once they're unconscious, you could just shoot them again. <laughs> Murder them. Yeah. Like, why don't they always just use this? <laughs> um, excellent question. <laughs> because stormtroopers are dumb. It's true. That's the... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yep. They, they just have no interest in making stormtroopers appear like a legitimate competent threat, is all. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is too bad, because they probably should be. Probably on some yeah. level. Like if there's forty of them, they should be a huge threat. And then like friggin' sniper lady rolls a rock down a hill and kills like six of them because they won't step out of the way. Mm-hmm. Not one of them was like, huh, this rock is moving in a straight line. If I step to the side six inches, I'll be fine. They all watched nope. Prometheum and wanted to reenact the pivotal yeah. moment of that scene. Yeah. The Prometheus school of running away from things, as CinemaSins calls it. Yeah. I, and the guy with the gun, like, what are, are you seriously trying to blast this rock apart before it mows you down? What is wrong with you? You've been shooting at this hill for the last five minutes. You're not blowing up the rocks. Right. They're, like, they're mentally deficient. I just, I can't think of any other way to explain this other than there is something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, blasters literally have never, ever had an effect on the environment ever in any no. scene where they're fired. Um,. Like, the rock only becomes loose because of a mortar shell, and he's been lighting up the place, and it's not been damaging the rocks. Like, you see puffs of smoke, and that's about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, yeah. The action wasn't the greatest. No. I did. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of... Uh, like, when Mando kept coming up to the force field and being like, hey, we need to go... Mm-hmm. And he couldn't get through, and he's like, <laughs> "Try right, it I guess I'll go kill some more stormtroopers. I'll be back in ten minutes." <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought that was funny. And then stupid Jedi Force Field has 
sense, plot sense, because it's like, hey, we're done protecting the child now. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly when Mando leaves and the Dark Troopers are coming in. So, yep. uh, good luck with that, Grogu. I hope you enjoyed communicating through the Force Tunnel. Mm -hmm. I was hoping a Jedi would show up. You think you thought a Jedi could get to that position within like the 10 minutes he was on the rock? Well, like hyperspace is a thing, man. Yeah, but it's also not instant. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know. Like, we don't know how long it takes to travel anywhere through hyperspace, right? There's nothing, there's no lore on this. Um, no, but I mean, I we... guess it varies, right? Because Han talks about how fast a ship is. Sort of. <laughs> crazy. He sort of does. He talks about, uh, the, the Millennium Falcon making the Kessel run in 10, like, 12 parsecs or something. Uh, but yeah, parsecs are not a measurement of... Um, I know, but what he's trying to say is my ship is real fast. Sort of. Right. You're right. I, I st I'm one of the people who interpret that scene differently, that he's throwing out uh, like astronomical terms and trying to see how gullible Obi-Wan and Luke are. Like, how much do these guys know? I'm going to use parsecs, a term of not speed, and see if they know its distance. Right. <laughs> Okay, because so he's he, just blustering there. He doesn't that, really believe his ship is. No, no, no. He, he he knows his ship is fast, but don't forget, okay. he's a conman. He's a a smuggler. He wants to know how much can I money can I get out of these desperate people? How much do they know about astronomical travel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, I get that. I'm on board. Right. I get what you're saying. I agree. Yeah. But the concept, if he's bragging about how fast his ship is, then that means when you're hyperspace traveling, there's a way to make it faster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Which, oh, theoretically, it, it, like he could be bragging about how fast his ship is out of hyperspace. Yeah, but what does that matter? Like, if you're traveling to another planet, so what? Because if Your you impulse can, engines are thirty-seven percent faster than average. Right, you're but not if going you're going there on impulse. Right, but if you wanted to maneuver a, like and dodge while you plot a course to hyperspace, because you can't just jump to hyperspace, because you could hit a planet, right? That's what that extra speed is for. It's for dodging and maneuvering and smuggling. Yeah. Right? And, you know, That's all the fair. other times but you're I mean, in the ships. Yes, it does buy you time to plot a course. Mm -hmm. But 99.99999% of the distance you're traveling is going to be in hyperspace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, that like, it helps you survive long enough to get to hyperspace, but it doesn't save you any time unless... Unless you're going to places you from being exploded, right? Or unless you're going to a place where that cannot be reached by hyperspace, e.g., the Kessel Run, because it's like a maze. You, like you, you can't really do hyperspace there, so speed yeah. there is is more handy. Or if you're in like an asteroid belt, I don't know, other made up Star Wars places, like right. the place in uh, Rise of Skywalker, where only like. Luke's ship could get through that one X-Wing, but then the entire fleet of just random people showed up with no problem. <laughs> why would... Why? Why would you, I forgot about that part. Why would you do that to me? It was not very nice. I, I was just looking for places that you can't hyperspace through. But those... I know. It's a fine example. It's an excellent point. But, oh, that movie's so dumb. It is so dumb. Yeah. All right. Back on course. Okay, but all they want to do is hire him to get them to Alderaan. That's uh -huh. it. It's a straight shot. Uh-huh. So I for mean... him to be like, my ship's real fast. It's like, so what? Like, we're going in hyperspace. The only way it makes sense is if hyperspace travel can be faster or slower depending on something. Right. Okay. I mean, but... it, can, it can be, but given the fact that I'm going to reference The Last Jedi now, that the, Imper mm. <laughs> that the First Order was tracking uh, the rebels through hyperspace and would exit at the same speed at which they entered suggests that both fleets were moving at roughly the same speeds through hyperspace. Yes. You know which what the means... problem with this question is? Nobody cares. Nobody, <laughs> Nobody but us. Star Wars has ever asked this question, so there is no answer. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm going to do some research. There's got to be someone. Anyhow, mm -hmm. how did we get there? I don't know, dude. No, a Jedi <laughs> showing up at the, the planet. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So, so basically what this did feasibly is Baby Yoda reached out through the force, talked to another Jedi, and was like, what up? I'm here and I'm alive. I survived Order 66, right? Uh, yeah. So that just mm. puts him on the radar with the three other Jedi that are alive at this point in time. 
maybe. Who maybe is just one of them? Who are the three? Uh, well, Luke and Leia. I mean, Luke, yes. Leia, maybe. Well, she's being trained at some point. At some point. Right. Exa exactly. At some point. <laughs> well, it seems like, according to Rise of Skywalker, that Luke trained her pretty quickly, and then she was like, I don't want to be a Jedi, and bailed. Now, yes. But like if she's... years after the Battle of Yavin, so I assume that took place somewhere in between that time. But if she's not a Jedi, would she heal the coal? Would she heal the coal? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could be Force-sensitive without actively being a Jedi. It's true. But can you only call people who are Jedi using the Force title? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, it like a friends and family plan? Right. Yeah. I don't know. And who's so, I mean, the at third? this point, yeah, the only... Yeah, that's an excellent question. Darth Maul's running around. I wonder if you... No, he's dead. Someone... No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Darth Maul dies die? at the end of he dies at the end of Rebels. Old man Obi Wan fights him on Tatooine, and kills him there. Oh, that does happen in Rebels. You're right. Yeah, no Darth Maul. Fair enough. The Emperor. Snoke is out there somewhere. The Emperor is out there somewhere. Yeah. Stupid dumb. <laughs> Snoke is or, out there. Maybe, or maybe one of his clothes. Okay. So as far as light side users, I guess it is only Luke and Ahsoka. Right. Ish. Layish, and we know Ahsoka is not going to answer the call. No, that'd be hilarious though. She's like, hey. <laughs> she picks up and be like, "Oh, hey, you, you making that call I told you to do? Cool, yeah, I'll talk to you later, kid." There's got to be Luke, right? Or I mean, they just—I don't know. They're in control of Star Wars canon at this point. They could be like, and there was another hermit Jedi we never talked about mm -hmm. in any of the previous films. Mm -hmm. But by golly, yeah. they exist, and they're going to be in the Mandalorian now. Right. Well, uh, th that's what they did with Rogue One. They like, they got the martial arts dude to be like yeah. a Jedi adjacent, uh, Jedi, Jedi adjacent, Jedi enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, a Jedi weeaboo, like a Jedi boo. Oh, he's totally a weeaboo. You're right. He's a Jedi weeaboo. Jedi, Jedi Stan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to assume it's Luke at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be fun, because we don't see Luke at all from Battle of Yavin until Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. It's true. Well, actually, no. Technically, if you go and play uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, like the remake ones, that's technically canon. And you see Luke running around doing stuff, and you play as him fighting Empire holdouts and shit. All right, fair enough. So technically, you do see him, but not in a TV or film. So right, and the expanded universe has a ton of Luke post Battle of Yavin stuff. So yeah, yeah, Battle of Endor. God, Battle of Yavin. Yavin's the first one. Endor's the second one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, everything but <laughs> Battle of Endor is also post Battle of. Yavin, so you're still technically correct. <laughs> True. The best kind of correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know why he needs a comedian guy. Comedian guy. Yeah, Bill Burr. Oh, right. And um, he's like, I need Bill Burr to break, I need to break him out of prison. He can help me find Baby Yoda. It's like, what? Why? Um, I think there was some part of it that this guy can help find Grand Moff no not Grand Moff Moff, Moff Gideon Gideon, Gideon. Yep. I just, I just want to say Tarkin <laughs> I know me too um, he's the only Moff for me yeah but apparently this guy can do it and so he needs to break him out of prison cool yeah Mando, like, he needs a bigger social circle. Because, like, the only person I know who can track Baby Yoda is this criminal I worked with who betrayed me and left me to die. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, you need more friends, dude. Mm -hmm. You need to out more. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is strange, because he goes to the lady. I don't remember her name. Yeah. But she's legit. She's a marshal now. Yeah, yeah. She went legit in, like, the two days that we last saw her. She's no yes. longer at the other place. She's got her own sector now, I guess. Yeah, but, the Republic was like, here's a badge. And she's like, I don't know. And then she's like, fine. 
Yeah. Um, but apparently there's no one in the Republic who could help with this, maybe? Right. Like, it seemed like a real like, big issue that the Empire was back and that this was Republic territory. Maybe oh. go and tell the Republic they could help. That's an excellent point. He's like, the Empire stole a Force-sensitive child. Should we tell the New Republic about this? Nah. Let me get my criminal buddies. We're going to break someone out of prison and do it that way. Mando is the dumbest guy. You're right. He should totally be like, hey, tell the New Republic. The Empire stole a baby Yoda. They'll uh-huh. know what that means. Yeah. Holy crap. You're right. Yeah. Mando has mental deficiencies as well. Possibly. He doesn't get a lot of fresh air. It's CO2 poisoning from the helmet. <laughs> I'm sure it is. His ship's... Pr- I mean, his ship is gone now, but it was probably leaking CO2 as well. Mm-hmm. Fairly well, Razor Crest. Holy crap, I think it obliterated. Yeah, but all the Beskar stuff was fine. The Beskar stuff was fine, and the little knob stick thing. I'm, ass- I'm assuming that was survived. Beskar. <laughs> it must be. Be- he must be using <laughs> Beskar. The <laughs> <A> lever. <laughs> Yeah, he pulled that out, and I was like, how? What? And then they very clearly show you the Beskar spear is fine. Mm-hmm. Which implies Beskar can survive a direct hit from a freaking turbo laser off of a large ship. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That is some good stuff. Mm-hmm. They should just make the ship. out could be flying that. around and get smashed directly by a turbo laser, and it would probably knock him down, but... Uh, like, I mean, it would probably... protect him to some extent. <laughs> No, no, no. What we've told is that all the Beskar will be fine. Everything that's not Beskar will be vaporized. So all of his bone, flesh, and ligaments, and muscle, and sinews, (laughs) that's all gone, right? The armor's going to be just fine. Yeah. Be the cleanest set of Beskar you've ever seen. That's so fancy. Fancy stuff. God. So I did watch a video on this, because someone put out a video that was like, how come the New Republic hasn't shut down Moff Gideon yet? He's not really hiding, it doesn't seem like. Uh Um, And the answer was apparently in some of the books like Leia's really arguing for a decentralized government. She really wants to make sure the Empire doesn't rise again, so she just wants each planetary system to have their own kind of a thing going. Okay. So... And in the books, that has led to issues where there isn't really a large enough body to deal with a threat when it shows up mm-hmm. sometimes um so maybe that could be what's happening here maybe they're aware of him but they can't get together a coalition large enough to go take him down i don't know you think it'd be easy you're like hey this the empire is still here and they're like oh all right and then everyone gears up and they go blow it up right but i don't know it was an attempt at an explanation i don't know if that i bought it but you're absolutely right you have friends who work for the new republic now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have her send an email. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's going to bother me. <laughs> You're welcome. Well done. That didn't even cross my mind. I'm as dumb as Mando is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He's an outlaw, right? So here's the other thing. The way the show... Okay, the only friends that Mando has are people that we have met on the show, apparently. It only goes back to places where there are people well, that's here's the thing he also made all these friends on the show so if the show needs them to have a new friend they'll just invent one yeah right but i'm just saying they haven't been it doesn't seem like he's been working for a very long time because if he's been out doing mercenary contracts for a decade he's gonna run into people all the time that it's like hey mando remember that job we did five years ago like there's none of that well, I think a lot of the Mandalorian's jobs he takes solo. He doesn't really work with a lot of other people. And the Bilbo reason is why, right? Like, things went south. He ended up, like, this crew that he was kind of working with ended up in prison, essentially, because of it. You know, Or so. maybe not working with someone, but someone's like, hey, thanks for doing that job for me four years ago. Because, like, anytime he asks anyone for help, they have a job for him. So he's probably racked up, like, a thousand different... I mean, the answer is probably, but I think a lot of that is with the uh, Mandalorian covenants, right? Like, they're all living in the sewers. And there are some lines in the first season where it's like, oh, only one of them ever comes up at a time because they all look the same. And so none of them, they all make intentional efforts not to make friends because if they get recognized, quote unquote, (laughs) right? Um, Like, as if you could recognize one suit of armor from another. Um, 
that you wouldn't know how to respond, so they just intentionally avoid it. Well, all, all the jobs go through the guild, right? They don't meet the buyers face-to-face -face generally. But the Okay, but about the armor recognition, he has his own suit. He's not time-sharing this thing, right? <laughs> right. So he shows up with one pauldron of Beskar, and it's like, hey, it's one pauldron of Beskar Mandalorian, right? Someone Look, else I'm... has two. Someone else has, maybe has a thigh piece and nothing else. <laughs> Right, and he's right? got his—he's got his little like rhino horn or whatever on his. Yeah. Uh, so obviously there should be a way to um, for this to work, but they—they yeah. say that they only go up like one at a time or something. I know they do. Like they didn't really develop the the culture of the watch as well as I think they should have. Yeah. A lot of it doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Mm -hmm. All right. Enough Mandalorian. Maybe we'll mm -hmm. meet Luke soon. I don't know. Fingers crossed. It's a very Star Wars thing to do, to be like, we're on a desperate mission to save Baby Yoda, and it's a dire situation, and then a Jedi shows up. Hooray. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So StarCraft uh, 2 happened in the last week. Let's... Do we, do we have to? I mean... I'll just recap it real quick. If you remember in the podcast, uh, I talked about GSL Super Tournament number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we each chose one player from the round of 16. All mm -hmm. amazing players, really good names to choose from. Yeah, you had Rogue, uh, I had Maru. Yep. Samacron chose Maru, if you remember, from the <laughs> podcast last week. Uh, I chose Beyond. Um, and then about two days after the pod, Samacron's like, I'm choosing Beyond. And I was like, what? Well, You're changing? I mean, that's kind he of had, how it happened. Kind of. He like, had just one Asus Rogue, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the way it technically happened was two weeks ago on the podcast, I chose, chose Maru. Then last week on the podcast, I realized I didn't look at the dates of when these games would be played correctly, and we had a whole other week to talk about them, and I changed it. Right. I went with Beyon. And uh, to be fair, Beyon, with not, like a good person's wrists, would win this entire tournament at the moment. To be fair, he was up 2-0 to zero and looking really dominant against Dark. Mm-hmm. And in, was it in the third game? Yes. Yeah. In the third game, he's looking pretty good, and he has to pause the game because of extreme wrist pain. Yeah. Which he received a warning for, because apparently you can't do that. Yeah. And then he, he went on to lose three games in a row. Yeah. It was very sad. Because, yeah, I'm with you. He should have won that. He was mm -hmm. in a prime position to do so. Mm -hmm. Which would have had all four Terrans in the quarter, uh, like... Terran Horsemans in the oh, quarterfinals. All four horsemen in the quarterfinal, you're right. Yeah. With the, with the possibility that three of them would have gotten to the semis, that would have been incredible. Year of the Terran, man. You're not oh, wrong. Yeah. All right. So instead, Bjorn falls in the first round. I chose Rogue, who 3 0 Bunny because I knew he'd beat Bunny. That was never in question. Yeah. No. But now it's Rogue Maru, which, holy crap, that's going to be a good series. Yeah, yeah, that should be fantastic. I, I am excited. Is that played today? Yes. Yeah, in like nine hours. Yeah, I will not be nine up hours. for that. Me neither. Mm. Yeah, so next round is TY Dark. I think that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. I expect I TY to TY. get through. Yeah, SOS yeah. Trap. I would actually PvP. give that to Trap. Probably. <laughs> PvP can be a dumb clown fiesta sometimes, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Stats Inner. What are your thoughts? Uh... Mm. And both these guys have looked like world beaters, and both of them have looked kind of like they're old <laughs> in the last year. 2020 hasn't been, like, super consistent for either of them. Right. So it's hard. I don't know. That's a hard pick for me. It's two old men having a fight. Yeah, but both very they're both capable of winning this whole thing, I think. Mm -hmm. If they play to what they've showed recently. It's not like I'm talking about how Stats was two years ago. He's done great right. things this year. Right. <laughs> I'd probably pick Innovation there. I would because he's not Protoss. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Rogue Maru, like you said. It always comes down to, is Maru playing like a world champion or is Maru playing like he is drunk? Like, <laughs> these are the options. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could be either. Could be. Yeah. And Rogue too. Rogue's been very inconsistent as well this year. Sometimes he looks ridiculously good. He did some lurker um, against Bunny, some lurker Nidus stuff against Bunny, and just made Bunny look helpless. Yeah. I mean, it was... It's like, it's not just Rainer that can do this. 
he was just popping multiple Niduses all over the place. His lurker positioning was perfect. It was insane. I wonder if he's going to try it against Mario or not. Hmm. Did we get Rote 1, what do you want, Katowice and GSL Season 2 this year? Yeah, I think that so, sounds right. So, I mean... He's, he's had some big wins this year. Yeah, he has. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be good. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I'll have to watch the vlogs tomorrow. I can't wait to wake up and check the results. <laughs> yeah. Well, I try to wake up and watch the VODs without checking the results, but... Yeah, I've, I've got work. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I kind of just want to know, because I know I'll be thinking about it all day. Right. Then I'll be distracted at work. Yar. Yep. Alright. Well, is that it? What do we got? Um, Two more minutes. There's something else. Are you going to be watching Attack on Titan? Oh, yes, Attack on Titan. I knew there was something else I watched. Mm. Yeah, did you watch the first episode? Oh, no. Okay. Um, Is it available? Yeah. Um, minor problem. I haven't seen Attack on Titan. That is a minor problem. So this morning I started binge watching. I'm now up to episode 21 of the first season. That is a rough binge watch, man. But all right. Is it why does it is it is it not good? <laughs> like does no, it get worse? There's just a lot of people get eaten. There's a lot of trauma. <laughs> first, <laughs> first season especially. It's like yeah. holy crap, that show. The, yeah, I just got up to the point where um, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Second Titan. Aaron gets eaten by like a lady Titan. Yes. Um, except I have problem with their logic because like an episode ago they were like. Ah, yes, we got her to detransform out of her Titan mode. and But we now run the risk of her turning back into a Titan mode. And then she eats Eren, and it's like, well, why doesn't she understand that that risk is now also a thing? Like, he could turn transform back into a Titan from within her, right? Like, that seems like a really bad way to kidnap someone. <laughs> like, It's risky, yeah. But, I, like, what other option does she have if she's trying to kidnap him? Uh, Knock him out and then just carry him. Yeah, that's fair. Worth a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Because then if he wakes up, you can just knock him out again. Yeah. If he wakes up inside her, he just goes Titan Jutsu and, you know, transforms. I mean, they could be following real world rules where knocking someone out really has a high chance of killing them. So yeah. Maybe they're like, we don't want him to die. We're trying right. to kidnap him here, right? <laughs> it's true. So maybe. But I mean, if. They're following real-world rules. There's a lot of other problems with the show. <laughs> What's up, Kitty Stalker? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. I mean, I think if Attack on Titan can stick the landing, if this final season is as good as it's been, I don't know, man. I think that puts Attack on Titan pretty high up on the, uh, the anime hierarchy. Okay. I yeah. think it's... Because that's what you got to stick the landing. That's people recommend shows and things that stick the landing. Mm. I think anyway. I don't know. Like, like, Death like Note, the Cowboy Bebop's, and the Full Metal Alchemists of the world. Eh, you're right, Death Note. It's like Death Note up until this happens, and then it stuck the landing. The rest <laughs> of it doesn't count. <laughs> if you stop watching here, it stuck the landing. If you watch past oh, okay. that. <laughs> Bend it all the recommendation, hope. though. I like most times I've seen it recommended. They're like, watch it up until here, and then if you want to keep going, go ahead. But it doesn't really matter. Like, right, <laughs> but here's the thing: <laughs> Death Note is number one on my anime list. Not like my personal one, but um, in the rankings for globally most it popular really? all time, it's Death Note. Right below that is Shinjeki no Kojin. <laughs> so, I don't know what that one is. That's Attack on Titan. <laughs> ah, it's already number two. Yeah. Okay. But right below that, sold out online. Okay, this list is garbage now. It's out. <laughs> Disregard entirely. Freaking Sword Art Online is the third best anime of all time. I, I, I didn't say best. I said a top anime by popularity. That's, that's, yes. Um, yeah, that sucks. Although, anyway. uh, although I am a uh, Sword Art Online defender. I, there are, I think I the know. show does some good things in places. I will admit, though, everything I like about the show is not the story. <laughs> right. Which, Which for is. a show, is a problem. <laughs> problem. Yeah. yeah. 
I guess, I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking myself. I will not recommend things unless they stick the landing. Fair enough. Like, this is the big problem. Game of Thrones, the first five or six-ish seasons are some of the best TV ever made. Mm -hmm. But then they just completely tripped at the finish line. And so I don't. Mm -hmm. Like, I have not told anyone you should watch Game of Thrones ever since that finale. It's true. So, if Attack on Titan does the same thing, where it's poised to have a fantastic ending and then just completely fumbles it, I'm going to be like, mm, it's not worth watching. Fair enough. It'll be a bummer. Yeah. But, I mean, it's helpful because in anime you have a manga that finished. So, I don't know. This, I guess the ending's already done if I chose to go spoil myself on it. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I like it. Yep. Plenty of other shows also, out there. So. Yeah, true fact. Also, real quick, did you ever watch Gone Girl? Mm. It's a 2014 film? Yeah, 2014 film. Um, no. Ben Affleck starring Rosamund Pike. No. Patrick uh, Harris. No, no, I didn't watch this okay. film. Are you recommending it? That it's like the landing? Um... Uh, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. I don't know. <laughs> so it's interesting, like, I'm going to say the message of the film, and it was a book two first, is appearances are not always what's actually going on, right? Sure. From the outside, looking in at somebody's life, it's not always going the way that you think it is. Okay, yeah. And that's applied to several different situations throughout the story. Anyway, it's good. It's directed by David Fincher, who's an incredible director. Like his technical ability with shots and lighting and framing and everything is just incredible stuff. Okay. Um, so it's a good watch. I don't. I don't know. I'm not saying that you should watch it, but I saw it and I just had a couple of thoughts, but I don't want to spoil things. Okay. Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, I I will I, I will watch it. I'll tell you what, I'll okay. watch it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. You're not going to like it. You're going to be so mad at me. <laughs> I'll probably think it's fine. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, I will. I, I rarely have actively disliking, like, thoughts by the end of something once I've seen it in completion. Like, it's totality. In totality? In totality. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a movie start, middle, end, done. It's probably fine. Mandalorian gives me a bad episode. I mean, I hate the episode. But the season, sure. I'll, like, at worst, the season's going to get like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the good thing about movies is it's two hours and you're done with it. Unless like, it's the Lord of the Rings. Show. Yes. Unless it's a whole trilogy or it's like the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. But generally, movie generally. recommendation is two hours. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I recommend you to watch a TV show, it's, you know, probably at least a season. Yeah. Right. At least a lot. Season. Yeah. It's a lot of commitment. Huh. Depending on the show, right? Like Sherlock Holmes, yeah. like its first season is three episodes, but they're an hour each. They're an hour and a half each, though. It's yeah. basically a full season of eight episode British TV. Uh-huh. Anywho. Yeah, I can't really recommend Sherlock either because, man, the last, most recent Sherlock has not been good. Hmm. I'm yeah. done with it. That's a weird show. It's kind of in limbo. Is it still going? No. They haven't okay. had a new season in years, but that's kind of how it rolls. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's always years between seasons. If I pull this up here, season one was 2010. Season two was 2012. <laughs> series 13 to 2014. So, I mean, it's just... it's. I guess it's pretty consistently two years between seasons. Okay. And then the... I guess, well, three years... Series 4 was in 2017, and we're three years past that now. And as far as I can tell, I do follow the Sherlock subreddit about the show. Okay. It's kind of dying, and it really seems like most people don't expect there to be any more. Okay. So, yeah, I think it's done. Fair enough. <laughs> I saw, uh, I was on Reddit also, and I saw Martin Freeman pop up, and I was like, hey, that's, yeah. that's the guy from Sherlock. And it was him in a clip from an Ali G movie. Uh, mm. Yeah. It's, uh, 
It was interesting. Like, gonna assume it's funny? Like, LAG does the funny. Uh, sort of, if you like that kind of funny. I don't right. particularly. It's a specific brand of funny, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not so much haha funny, but it makes you think funny, but it doesn't make you think funny. Right. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, the clip on YouTube is like Martin Freeman's best performance, and someone had linked it in that comment. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's weird. I, I will okay. find it, but it's a little NSFW, so I will link it off to the show. Fair enough. Reasonable indeed. Yeah. All right, good. I think that's it for time this week. Uh huh. Is there anything else we need to cover? Anything happening in sports? Mm, not really. Football's happening. The NBA season starting in like two weeks, which is crazy because the finals were. Like two months ago, there's no off season basically. Uh, but other than that, not really. Things are good. Fair enough. All right, good. Well, thanks for hanging out with us for another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour with Somicron. Again, live streamed at Twitch.tv/Somicron starting 9 p.m. Eastern. You can come hang out with us and ask us questions and stuff. Also, be sure to check out the Patreon page for the show, especially if you want to support it directly that way and the merch at falconpaladin.store. We've got some new shirts out there if you want to check those out. That's going to be it. So thanks for hanging out. And until next time, as always, stay safe and stay healthy. And above all, please take care of yourselves. Bye. Goodbye.